The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Work. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, here we go. We knew this day was coming, Mike Jones. We knew this day was coming. The day is finally here. Around 1.15 this afternoon, the Woj bomb heard around the city, around the world, finally came down. Ben Simmons? Can we not? Because I know once we do this, we're going to get stuck. We're going to get stuck. Like, we're going to get stuck once we, once we start this. We're not going anywhere else. Okay. So That's so, fine. so so we got to st- set the backdrop properly. Okay. Cuz okay. it really started a couple days ago. All right. Cuz a couple days ago you start to see things happening as we reached the NBA trade deadline today. Mhm. At first cuz you know this our home team, the team we we love and support has been in trade rumors since summer since the season ended last year yes so building up to this trade deadline a couple things happened this week first you've got the cj mccollum deal and cj and dame were always guys whose names came up when it came to ben simmons and the deal and potential trade partners so when mccollum got moved you look at that and said okay Okay, that's one one target off the one target off the table. One potential target off the table. And Dame is most likely done for the year with injury as well. So that's another off the table that was already. Mm -hmm. Then you hear Bradley Beal decides to have season ending surgery on his left wrist. Mm -hmm. Another interesting name that all of a sudden is done off the off the board. Then Tyrese Halliburton and others from the Kings, another name that had been mentioned. Deal gets done with the Pacers, gone off the board. So at that point, when you're looking at around the league at potential trade op- options, places where all year long, because we've had all year to look at this, we knew what deals, the money would work, the pieces would work. And most of them are off the board at this point. So you're looking at it and you're realizing it's either James Harden or the offseason. Okay. Now, you were someone once upon a time Mm -hmm. who came on this show and said that you were against trading Ben Simmons for James Harden. I was against right. trading a young yes. Ben Simmons that had potential and upside. Yes, for James Harden. And, and, and what, the what current that, Ben Simmons has no upside, so that changes because he's not going to play here. Mm-hmm. Is, so that changes is that the, the entire dynamic. And is that all you need to change the dynamic? The fact that he said, "You know what, man? I'm I'm done here. I don't want to play here. I don't mm-hmm. want to be in the city. I don't want to play for MB." At that point, that changes everything. That That's changes all you everything. needed. That's all you needed to change mm-hmm. everything. Because if you have a guy who's not all in on your art organization, not all in on being here, not all in on maximizing his talents, 
mm-hmm. and taking accountability when he needs to to improve his and the team's opportunity for success, then yeah, I'm out on that. That's all it takes. What does it say? Uh, and I, I want your opinion. What does it say about Ben Simmons that he was out on this team? You see what this team. You see what this team has been able to do without Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. They're what? They're top four team in the league. Jo- uh, Joel Embiid, Embiid playing at an MVP level. Mm-hmm. There's some. There, there are some quality wins on this team schedule. They mm-hmm. beaten the Lakers, even though the Lakers ain't much, but they've also beaten Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They beaten. Uh, they beat the Warriors. That's a quality win. I mean, they they've they've beat you know they have some they they've got. Some it's good not wins. like it, it's not, not like this a is a team. This it's not like this is a team that just that has just been padding their numbers, beating up on suckers. Mm. That's that's what they're I'm saying. They're a quality basketball team. They're a quality basketball team. I how realistic. You know, hindsight being twenty twenty. So I, I, but I've always trusted your honesty. Mm-hmm. Last season ends. How confident were you in this team? Had Ben Simmons just showed the tiniest bit of determination to improve? You look at that team. You look at that team. How they lost. Ben Simmons mm-hmm. says, "You, you know, you, you." I mean, you honestly, away. if you look how. Let's take it a step further. Look at how they lost the last several years in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's come down to one possession, a bad turnover by J.J. Redick, a triple doink three by Kawhi, a missed opportunity at a dunk because I'm scared to get fouled. You were never far away from competing with teams that were championship-level teams. So, had Ben Simmons, who, let's be honest, if he were to ever be engaged actively and maximize his talent, easily a top 10 player, probably a top 5 player in the league. So, back to your question, if Ben were engaged and willing to accept criticism and put in effort to get better. Yeah, they're a championship team. But that's not who Ben Simmons showed himself to be. That's, and, and how fr- for you, because we're fans. You and I, mm-hmm. we're fans. How frustrating is that for you as a fan to know that that's why this trade had to happen? We are trading Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons did not want to play here because the city, the team, the organization, his coach, his teammates simply challenged him to be better. Mm-hmm. And, but but he didn't like the way he they said it, so he felt slighted. And, yeah, the, prior to that, there had been rumors and talks that maybe they had been shopping him. Maybe they wanted to trade him. Maybe they were willing to trade him prior to the last season for Harden when Harden ended eventually ended up eventually going to Brooklyn, but Houston didn't want to do a deal with Philly because of Lori that whatever happened there. And 
let's just be honest. This is professional sports, and the guy mm-hmm. was a little too sensitive to be able to to do okay. what we needed. And that's what, to me, you that's can't what, react like that to trade talk. That's what's frustrating about this situation. Because when you break it down, why things went the way they went, why things went left, why things took the turn that they turned, the, the turn that it took, mm-hmm. it just seems this whole thing seems incredibly petty to me. This can't be how grown men are acting. This can't be how grown men are are carrying themselves, and that's the frustration. That's where the frustration lies. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, I get it. Let me let me ask you this perfect world scenario what do you perfect world scenario let's let, let's throw away all you know all the nuance all the you know all, all the caveats perfect world scenario what would you rather have would you rather have would you rather have this year's sixers with an improved ben simmons with seth mm-hmm. with andre drummond with an improved tyrese maxey with with uh Korkmaz and Thibel coming off the bench. Maybe Thibel soon to be playing his way into that starting three. I mean Or would you or would you rather have James Harden and no Ben and, and no Seth and no Andre Drummond? I mean, that's a that's a fairly easy question to answer. If we're talking about in a dream world, then yeah, we're talking about that improved version of Ben Simmons. The problem is at this point, how long do you hold out hope on seeing improvement mm-hmm. from a guy who doesn't even want to get on the court for you? No, 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 no. I, I mean, cause at, you, at, and at you'll remember, when, yeah. you'll re- but see, you'll remember where I'm about to go. You'll remember this as soon as I say two Three years ago now, because mm-hmm. this this is pre-pandemic conversations, yes. where we're debating about Ben Simmons, and I'm saying I wasn't seeing development and evolution in his game then. Mm-hmm. The not the not the type of evolution that we I should have seen then. That was two year two mm-hmm. plus years ago. <laughs> I remember, I I remember because I I I found out that uh, the other gentleman. That kind of sparked that conversation between the two of us. Mm-hmm. I found out he blocked me on Twitter. That's a whole nother story. I, I, I honestly did not know that. I found that out today just because somebody had quoted him and I just wanted to see what he said. And I found out that he blocked me. But, you know, that's, but not, but nonetheless. So what happens? You go looking to, for smoke all the time. You know what? You're, 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 you're probably right. You're, you're, you're probably right. But nonetheless, you screw that guy. But, um, uh, to, to your point, because I do remember this conversation. Mm-hmm. And on, and for me, that kind of speaks to my frustration because I feel like this is like a breakup because probably the most frustrating things about breakups is the work that you put into it and the realization that it was all for naught. You know, I defended Ben Simmons. I, you know, the, the, you know the aforementioned dude that blocked me. I went toe to toe with that guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know whether he's thinking about me or not or whatever. But the bottom line is, he's probably sitting back like, yeah, you know what? 
I was right then, I was right now. You know, it, it, it and it's what it's whatever, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, it's like, look, he was the guy. He was the guy we drafted. He was the guy we went what, ten and seventy two for. He was he was the guy when we won the number one pick when we won the draft lottery that year. Scott O'Neill, CEO of the Sixers, saw me on the street and hugged me. Not the bro hug, not the you know with with the, with the forearm mm-hmm. bumper, full two arms around me. I don't know you, you don't know me, but you're excited about the Sixers. Come in here and give me a hug. Because you, we all knew who we were going to get. We knew who we were going to get. And it's like the fact that this is how it ends. This now, is how it this is how it ends, and this is why it ended. That is the that is what's frustrating. Now I this is one of those times where Having drafted Ben Simmons, I absolutely wish that things would have worked out better, differently. However, this is one of those times where I have to say, and we can go back and check the tapes from then, I I was questioning the basketball fit originally. And the reason I bring that up is because my one real fear is that Ben Simmons himself, and this is all speculation mm-hmm. based on just how consistently inconsistent his excuses were for this. Like every time it's something dis- different, like mm-hmm. consistently inconsistent. That my fear is that Ben Simmons just ran the greatest long con in NBA history. Mm. And like he never actually wanted to be in Philly. But he did enough while he was here to get the rookie max extension, which you can only get from the team that drafted you. Mm-hmm. And then once that money was secured, oh, now you're not taking shots in the playoffs. Now you're immediately demanding trades. That your game autumn is just stopped. If he goes to Brooklyn to start shooting jump shots, this will have been the greatest long con in NBA yeah. history. And, and and here's the thing, uh, I. I don't know him personally. My nor do I. My 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 opinion of him is based on the same thing all of us base our opinions on on him for. You know, what we see on TV, what we read in the papers, what we read on Twitter, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know him. And maybe I'm naive. And you can call me naive, you can call me one of them internal op optimist, somebody who looks for the best in everybody, you know, whatever. I don't want to believe that Ben Simmons is that guy. But, golly, if that is the case, I will use the small amount of voice that I have to give that man every inch of smoke that I have in my body. If that man comes out in Brooklyn and is now shooting Jays and and I mean if if he's out there shooting 
Mm-hmm. Anything higher than 67% from the free throw line. If he comes out here and now he's now 60, he's a, now, now he's, he's a 79 percent free throw shooter who takes pull up jump shots and spot up threes. What if that's the Ben Simmons you see now? The Ben Simmons who you always were confused why I will you didn't get on, see. I will get I will get on this microphone. I will go live immediately. Now, and I will no, give Ben Simmons all the smoke that I that 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 I can give. Now, don't get me wrong. Ben Simmons had to go. You couldn't keep him here. Mm-hmm. That had become clear. Yes. I'm just saying that if we do suddenly see the complete version of Ben Simmons, it, it, this will be the great. This will be a greater con job than the James Harden fat suit. All right, real quick, my man, my man, Sonny, my man, Sonny, son, and 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 real quick, shout out to my man, Sonny, son, because my man just had some surgery. Get well soon, brother. Been thinking about you, been praying about you, but thank you for the comment. He says we're gonna regret this trade in the long run. I think we're gonna regret this trade. I, I, I think, in the sense that we're going to regret this trade because. That was somebody we dra- we drafted high and invested a lot of money into. However, he had to go. Had to go. He had I think to we're going to gonna regret the whole situation, not not, yeah. not necessarily the trade, because by the time you made the trade, something had to be done. You're regretting yeah. the whole situation. Yeah. In the in the end, or and, and let's 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 let's. let's Let's jump into it now. Now that we have set this up, let's jump into the trade itself. The Nets get Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, and two first-round draft picks. First, uh, The first pick that they get is this year's first-round draft pick. To me, eh, eh, Sixers are going to finish with probably top 10 in the league record. Mm-hmm. That's a pick that's likely to be 25 or later. Yeah, I'm okay. First round, you know, I think you, I think because a lot of people were like, whoa, two first round picks. These aren't NFL first round picks. These are NBA first round picks. Yes. So I think a lot of of people think for, they they think that these drafts are so much alike. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Like the NBA lottery. Percentage wise, mm-hmm. all right. NFL, you can get players first, second, sometimes even third round, yeah. and you're drafting seven rounds worth yeah. of players. The NBA, you're drafting two rounds worth of players, and usually, even in the lottery, at the tail end of the lottery, you're getting guys who need two, three, sometimes four years to develop. You're drafting in the mid to late twenties. You're luck. Those guys are often lucky if they stick on a roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're yeah, looking yeah. at guys like Tony Bradley, Timothy Luwawu Cabarro, and players of that ilk. Those are guys the Sixers take in the twenties. Yeah, but I, I I will say this: the last couple of years, Sixers have kind of, had have made some good picks. Uh, Maxi and Thibault. Maxi and Thibault. Those are best case scenario guys. Best case scenarios. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. That was the, that was the point. Yeah. That was that was the point that I was trying to make. 
And you don't well, have to go looking for another one of them, though, because you kept both of them in the yes. deal. Yes. Yes. So the Nets get Simmons, Drummond, Curry, two first-round draft picks. The Sixers get James Harden, Paul Millsap. Quite frankly, I feel like, honestly, now you can I'm, – I'm at this point in this show, at this point in this discussion, I am not going to debate whether or not Ben Simmons is a quote-unquote superstar. I'm just calling him one for conversation's sake. But, however, I feel like in the situation where you traded oh, a star about. player. So we're just going to call him a superstar just for conversation's sake? Yeah. Like, we, we just going to – you're an honorary superstar today? Yeah, he's on, he gets he gets a superstar participation trophy. He gets the, he gets the, he gets the, the sticker that you get from – that all the kids get from the teachers. But bottom line, bottom line is – He's a superstar in the sense that he was somebody who was a corner. He was thought of to be a cornerstone player in this organization. He was thought of to be someone that you were going to build around. This team was going to be built around Simmons and Embiid. You trade one of those cornerstones and you were able to get probably the best player you could get. Yeah. On the market right now, especially trying to get something done before the trade deadline, mm-hmm. you weren't going to do better. Mm-hmm. Only other moves that you could talk about that would come close in trades this year would have been a, a Bradley Beal Bradley out for Beal the year with injury, Dave Lillard outdone out. for the year. Yeah. So as far as what was available as, as an actual option to the Sixers this mm-hmm. year, you got the best player. You, you got the get. best player. So let me ask. So let me ask you this, because immediately, immediately when the details of the trade were released, I, I saw people saying, "Hey, man, uh, Sixers got robbed. Sixers gave up too much." Do you agree with that? Do you think the Sixers gave up too much to get James Harden? I mean, of course, if we were in fantasy world that we would that we all love to be in if we were in that world you give up Danny Green to make the money work instead of Seth Curry yes but I don't think the GM in Brooklyn got his job by being a complete idiot no no he did not he doesn't want Danny Green nobody we don't want Danny Green so you kept Maxi. you kept Thibel Mm-hmm. It had to be Ben plus something to make the money work. Yep. A Ben for Harden deal wouldn't work straight up with the money. Harden makes more than Ben by a nice little chunk. NBA trade rules, it's going to have to be something. Mm-hmm. So what else did you have that they would want? Mm-hmm. If you're if everybody's every day, I don't want to give up Maxi. I don't want to give up Thibel. I don't want to give up Maxi and Thibel. You did what you could. You you did what you could, and I you think gave I, up, you, you mm. gave up some shooting, which is what everybody's mad about with Curry. Mm. But the player you brought back is a shooter, is a guy who can shoot the ball, and probably so, and, and and probably a more a more complete shooter? off more prolific score. For sure. Now, real quick, real quick, Sonny <laughs> says we're not getting a Harden from three years ago. I understand. And that's I, true, but we're not getting the I, Ben Simmons of even last year. We're getting nothing from him. Yeah, I, and and honestly, I think that's that's something that needs to be said. I think 
I was the biggest one. And like, look, man, we need to be trying everything we can to work this out with Ben. So if I was at the point where I'm like, look, man, Ben wants to go, man, just let him go. Get what you, mm-hmm. you know, and still get the best for him. I was never get what you can for him. I was get the best for him because I feel like as a Sixers fan, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of two different lines of history. They're the, let's trade a major player and get next to nothing. And then there's the, the, I guess the kind of the history, the recent history of the process where they held on to some players too long. Mm-hmm. You know, on one hand, you have, you have, uh, I mean, we can go back, we can go back, back, you know, you, Moses Malone for Roy Henson, Charles Barkley for Andrew Lang and Tim Perry. Even if you want to go at Allen Iverson for Joe Smith and, and uh, Andre Miller. You know, just getting rid of a guy to get rid of him and just getting whatever, you, you know, basically getting a, a, a box of cigarettes back. But then you also have the recent history of the process. Holding on to Nerlens too long. Holding on to Okafor too long. Possibly holding on to Fultz too long. Where you could have gotten more for three young for three young players, but you waited until whole world saw that they were pretty much broken and weren't worth weren't worth much. Where then you know you you get next to nothing. So to me, here you have Ben Simmons, and at this point you're getting nothing out of Ben Simmons. He doesn't want to play. He's home. He's been home chilling all season. You haven't seen him. We have literally seen Ben Simmons once. And he was sitting there sleepwalking to practice with his phone in his pocket. You know, it's like, look, at this point in time, you had, you know, it's, it's like, yes, you're right. Harden is not the Harden of three years ago. But you're going to see Harden in a Sixers uniform sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe within a week or two. You hadn't seen Ben Simmons all season. You weren't going to see Ben Simmons all season. Ben, Sim- ben Simmons quit on this team. Literally quit on this team. He, wanted, he said, I'm done. I want out. So at this point, you know what? Now, I'll, ta- remember, I'll, ta- I'll take, I'll, a, take a, I'll take a I'll take a, a a James Harden for this. And remember, you're in a situation where the player says he wants out. Mm-hmm. So, because he wants out, other GMs know you have to trade him. Yep. Which means his trade value went down. He was killing his own trade value. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a situation where if at the start of last season you traded Ben Simmons, you could have possibly got maximum value for him. 
if even leading up to the trade deadline last year, you trade Ben Simmons, you could get maximum value for him. From the time that playoff series ended the way it did, and then the offseason went the way it went, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons' trade value for the Sixers was significantly reduced. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. I'd say he lost at least 15% of his trade value. Bottom line is you traded the guy that was giving you zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, zero steals for a guy that's giving you 22 points a game. Mm-hmm. 22 points a game. Mm-hmm. Now, I was asked the question, are you concerned that Harden will stunt the growth of Maxi? And, 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 and I'm, 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 I'm going to let you address that one first, JV. And, I, and, I want, cause, yeah, go ahead and you address that one first. Honestly, I think that depends on what role Harden plays. And I'm going to touch on something that you said. Because once upon a time, you were telling me, you told the whole world that James Harden was firmly on your list. What list? Guards you can't win with. You, it's the, that's not my list. Oh, sorry, sorry. Point guards. There you go. You, you can't win with. There you go. And you have an emerging point guard. Maybe mm-hmm. a point guard who, who still needs to learn more about being a facilitator and a playmaker. Mm-hmm. You have a point guard who can get to the basket, who can get a shot, who can create a, a level of offense. Maybe not to the level of James Harden, but for a young 20, 21, 20, you know, 20, 21 year old player that you drafted in the low first round, he has shown some he, he's he's shown some juice. I think, honestly, if you are committed to making a point guard out of Tyrese Maxey, then no, Harden will not stunt his growth. Because you have a you have a shooting guard who moves without the ball. If you're not if you're not sitting there coming down the court every time down, if you're not coming down with him with Harden with the ball in his hands, dribbling until there's three seconds left in the uh, to the clock. In the clock, yeah, you're, you're not good. running Mike D'Antoni's offense. That's not yeah. going to be the how this how it works in, in Philly. That's not going to be how your offense works with Joel and Embiid out there. I think probably, probably, if anything, the best the best part of Harden having another guard who can at least play the point guard position. What you think of him as a point guard? put aside, but he knows how to at least play the point guard position. That eliminates Joel Embiid running the ball down the court and starting your offense with him, I believe. And see, this is why I let you go first. Of course that's why. This, this is exactly why I let you of go course. first. Of course, go ahead. Because, because the last thing you said was that you have a guy who knows how to play point guard. I honestly thoroughly believe you don't have a guy who knows how to play point guard. Really? Okay, go, go ahead. Speak so, on. I honestly, right, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Philly fans overrate Tyrese Maxey. They're in lo- he's, 
I'm not saying he's not a talented basketball player, but they overrate him based on his draft position. They're like, oh, we got this kid around 20, and oh, he can score a couple buckets. What do I tell you consistently about John Calipari point guards? They can always get to the ball. But, but I mean, excuse me. They can always get sorry. They can always get to the basket. They'll always but, put up. They'll always get buckets. But, but what do they? What can't they run the offense. Run with offense. Him. What's the issue you have with Tyrese Maxey? Can't run your offense with him. Exactly. If I'm the Sixers, my dream scenario is I'm calling Goran Dragic's agent immediately to see if he's interested in coming to Philly as the starting point guard on a buyout. And Tyrese Maxey is my sixth man. Mm. That's my dream scenario. I'm doing. I'm making that call now. Okay. The reports are already out that the Spurs are looking to buy out Dragic. The initial reports were that the Dallas Mavericks, who were in the market for another guard, were the front runners to sign him. They made a deal today to bring in Spencer Dinwiddie. So it's unlikely that you see Dragic go there now. I'm on the phone with his agent right now if I'm Daryl Warren. Because to me, Lou Williams is a good cop for Tyrese Maxey. Like, they're guys you, you, can, you love to have a guy like that on your team, but he's a six man. So but, I'm not personally concerned with stunning Maxey's growth. Okay. So let me let me throw another scenario up to you. Mm-hmm. And you might not care about this either way. Tyrese Maxey is a Rich Paul agent, is a Rich Paul client. Mm-hmm. There had been a little bit of talk at the beginning of the uh at the beginning of this whole soap opera with Baby that Rich Paul would kind of use Maxi as a, almost a, a, as a bargaining chip. Like Ben wants out. And if you don't, if you don't deal Ben, I'm going to make it hard for you and Maxi as well. Now we kind of brushed that off because we saw what we, 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 we saw his talent. Well, and we well, saw Maxi kind of brushed that off and, let us know those reports were out there. That didn't have anything to do with him. He was happy mm-hmm. to be in Philly. Happy he made in, that clear. Happy to be in Philly because at the time with Ben out, they were committed to him as a starting point guard. You then come back and say, hey, you know what? Look, we like you a lot, you know, but we're going to bring in this guy off. We like you a lot. You've been a starting point guard all season, but we're going to bring in this guy off the street and we're going to send you to the bench. How happy does he stay? What do I care? I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. And that's whether or not you are concerned. We're talking about trying to win championships right now. Mm -hmm. Do you think Tyrese Maxey right now is a championship caliber starting point guard? No, not yet. Do you think you have a championship caliber starting point guard on the roster? No, 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 no. Well, honestly, but then, but then again, 
you I don't think you I, I don't think that you had one all season. Okay. So you know you, you were able to, So then what's the issue with me addressing that position? Mm-hmm. The Harden deal says you're all in on a championship. Right? Mm-hmm. Then let's get the championship pieces in. Okay. So that being said, is this now is this now a championship contender? Is this a te- is this a team that contends for a championship? Can you win the East with this team? I think they're closer to that than they were this morning. Mm-hmm. But I still think the addition of a, a veteran ball handler, a guy like a Goran Dragic, is the type of move this team needs. Um, so for me, while, you know, we're worried about Maxie's confidence, Maxie's development, things like that, I'm looking at where is this team going to be in June? Because you know what helps a player develop? Playoff experience. True, that true, helps true. a player develop. True. Being out there in big moments helps a player develop. So if Goran Dragic, can, and I'm just using his name hypothetically because I know yeah. he's available on the buyout market. So, so if that's so, what we're looking at, then so I'm, I'm, fine I'm, by I'm, me. So I'm, I'm looking up right now, six or six, sit fifth in the East. They sit fifth in the East, but they're only two and a half games out of uh, out of first. You know the, the 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 top five teams is wide open. Got Miami right now at the top. Mm-hmm. Bucks a half game behind them. Mm-hmm. Bulls a half game behind the Heat. Cavs mm-hmm. a, a, a whole game behind the Heat. And then you have the Sixers at two and a half, and then you got Toronto at four, four games back. You know we saw. When Joel Embiid went down with COVID, I believe he, uh, Sixers have best best record in the East. Mm-hmm. Best record in the East, lost a bunch of games. I think they fell out of the playoffs for a little bit, but they climbed themselves back in. They make this trade for Harden. Now, let me ask you, are they better than the Milwaukee Bucks? This team with James Harden, are they better than the Milwaukee Bucks? I think it's closer than it would have been. Okay. Better is tough to say because it. we're talking about a proven winner and defending champion team that's had over, what, since Holiday got there last year prior to the trade deadline. They've had a full season now plus, postseason included, to develop chemistry, experience, all those things. So to just hop flat out say better is tough, mm-hmm. but I do think it's a fair conversation to have now. This a- morning, if you looked at the Sixers with Ben Simmons on the roster but not on the roster, but not on the team, No. The Sixers are not a better team than Milwaukee. No, the Sixers cannot compete with Milwaukee in a seven-game series. Right now, 
it's a competition. One thing that can be said, Sixers have only played Milwaukee once this season. Got them coming up this month. Mm-hmm. Sixers got to go to Milwaukee on the seventeenth. That's go- that's going to be a game. Got them at home March 29th. and so that I, one would be the one I'm more interested in. Coming up mm-hmm. this month on the seventeenth is too soon for me. Yeah, that's next. I'd week. like to see maybe ten games under the Sixers' belt before I give a, a real evaluation of the fit on the court mm-hmm. but you know stylistic wise pieces like the Sixers are a better team than they were this morning Sixers are a better team I what do you think this move says about the rest of the, about the rest of the team you get like to me I'm 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 sorry to see I'm you know sad to see Seth Curry go he was a likable person, mm-hmm. not heartbroken. You know, hey, I wish you could keep him while you can't. All right, you know, it's like, and I, I don't think of him the same way I think of a, a of a Maxi or a Thibel. And that's not to say that I, that Maxi and Thibel were, necess- were necessarily better, but I think Maxi and Thibel were guys that you drafted. Those, you mm-hmm. know, and the fact that you were able to keep guys that you drafted. And with the hopes that maybe they can develop into, you know, bigger you know, contributors. That still excites me. But nonetheless, you, you're watching a Drummond. You're, you're watching seasoned vets like a Drummond and a Curry walk out the door. How much faith do you think that put, you know, you, you, you watch arguably you're, Probably your best shooter. Would you say Seth Curry was the best shooter on this team? Mm-hmm. You watch your best shooter walk out right. the door. So, but let's put some context around that. Okay, cause... please. Please do. All right. Seth Curry was the best shooter on the team. Who's your second best shooter? Probably maybe Danny Green, maybe Maxie. Tobias. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so to be the best shooter on the Sixers isn't like, <laughs> is saying huge, much. Is what saying. That's not a You're major accomplishment. In, t- like in today's NBA, with shooting being what it is, being the best shooter on the Sixers was an attainable feat for a lot of the NBA's current shooters. You know? Like, going in to be the best shooter on the Sixers wasn't going in to be the best shooter on the Warriors. So, now not the Cur- so now that Curry's gone, you say Maxie just has the green light to just start lighting it up. I hope not. Because Maxie honestly just went from being a legit split for the second option on the Sixers. Him and Tobias were kind of splitting the second option in scoring role. And he went from that to now being the fourth option. Because Harden and Harden and Joe are your split in the number one. Tobias mm-hmm. is going to go back to his comfortable number three. Mm-hmm. And Maxi will be the fourth option. So his role automatically changed. 
you're going to need a guy. You don't need the spark plug guy on the floor to start the games now. That's why I say I'd rather him see him as the sixth man anyway. Mm-hmm. I want a, a guy who's a more natural facilitator, playmaker, more natural to defer to your other scorers that'll be on the court in the starting lineup. So, so from that standpoint, you know, yeah, glad to keep Maxi, yeah. but he's not ready to play a pure point guard role. Okay. And the scoring demands on the Sixers starting point guard have dropped significantly. Like though the demands on that position have significantly dropped. Unless you're going to tell me that Harden's the starting point guard now and Maxie's coming off the bench anyway. How would that make you feel? They come out and say, All right, you know what? James Harden is now the starting point guard on this on this team. How's that making you feel? Does this change your and does this change your view of the trade as a whole? Somewhat, but I would reserve judgment to wait and see which Harden I'm getting. Because if I'm getting mm-hmm. OKC Harden, I can live with it. Okay. If I'm get, Because people forget when OKC had Harden, Westbrook, and Durant, mm-hmm. Harden came off the bench. Yes. And when he came in, Westbrook actually slid to the two. Mm-hmm. And Harden played the one quite effectively. Yep. So if I'm getting that version of Harden, because Harden is capable of playing good basketball. Harden in Dan Tony's system in Houston was an, was an atrocity to all mm-hmm. things considered pure. But, you know, so. So, well, here's, well, one, I, when do you think we'll see James Harden in the Sixers uniform? I don't think it takes long at all. Tomorrow? Um, When's the Sixers next game? Tomorrow. They got OKC tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You hope you and see. When's, it? when's the game after that? All right, let's see. Hold on, let me pull it up. Me... Got OKC tomorrow, and then I got like ten thousand windows open. I gotta get to it. All right, uh, you got OKC tomorrow. You got Cleveland Saturday. You got a nice three game uh homes home stand right now. So you got a back to back coming up. Yeah, you got OKC on Friday, Cleveland on Saturday, then you got Boston on Tuesday. I'd I'd expect to see him over the weekend, but no later than that Boston game. Because then you go to on the road for that Milwaukee game we talked about. Because you know it's got not three, like because it's not like he even has to book a flight. Yeah, James Hart. Look, man, he's, they, a, he's, the, the he's tra- most likely in North Jersey. Yeah, He'll hop in his car. Drive down the turnpike to South Jersey. The trade was play. made at one fifteen this afternoon. There's a good chance James Harden, James Harden could be in Philly right now. Yeah, he he James could have gotten his could car, be... rode down the turnpike, and had been in Philly an hour, two hours ago. Yeah, yeah, James Harden could be in Philly. James Harden's probably at Simmons's old crib. Mm-hmm. He could be in Embiid's crib right now with Doc. And Tobias going over, going over the going flavor. over some things like, "Yo, it's about to be on." If you're Joel like, Embiid, how do you feel about this trade? If you're Joel right now, if how I'm do you Embiid, feel I'm about excited. Embiid is okay. 
Butler, Jimmy Butler was close, uh-huh. the closest, but Joel Embiid has never played with a guard that had a complete offensive game. Okay. J.J. Reddick ha- could not put the ball on the floor, was not a playmaker by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons could not give you spacing at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always some sort of shortfall offensively, not even on the other end of the floor, on the offensive end of the floor, there was always some sort of shortfall. And being a big man, playing the big man position, you're in a dependent position. Mm-hmm. Your job requires you having a playmaker who can do his job properly, like a guy mm-hmm. who can feed the post well consistently. Mm-hmm. A guy who's a threat to shoot the jumper so defenses can't double off of him. They have to maintain their spacing. A guy who can break down the dribble, break down off the dribble so they got they have to do certain things off screens. And then he can put me in the screen and roll and throw an accurate pass. All these things Harden does at a very high level. Joel Embiid's job should have just gotten a lot easier on the offensive end of the court. I, I tell you what, and, and this is something that I have said to you a couple of, you know, a number of times, you know, I'm, I'm not these teams, you know, when you start to build around these teams and especially when you start getting into the, the whole concept of super teams, not that the sixes are a super, a super team. Mm-hmm. However, I always say that they need to be built around a guy, your guy, a guy that you drafted. You talked about, you know, you talked about when you saw the best James Harden. The best James Harden was when he was in OKC. Not the Houston James Harden and not the hybrid Brooklyn James Harden. Well, see, that's not something I necessarily agree on. I I could care less how you get the guy. No, but I think his... Hear me out. Okay, okay, go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't care how you get the guy. What I do care about is that you get the right guy. Mm-hmm. And the problem, I think, where, where you're confused is that generally teams who get the right guy don't make that guy available to move in trades. They give him the extension early mm-hmm. so you don't see them moving. Mm-hmm. But well, I, I, I will say on, this. on occasion, How? like there's the rare talent who is that guy that you can build around and is willing to move a la LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Durant is a guy you can build around and you can, and he's willing to move. But, but I, I think honestly, you know, maybe Kevin Durant is, but we, we haven't been able to see that yet. When did Kevin Durant win? When he went to a team that was built around a, a team that, you know, when he went to a team, Mm-hmm. That the corners that the other pieces of that cornerstone were guys that they drafted. I think historically, uh, you know, there are exceptions. I think the you know this last Lakers championship that's the biggest exception, but that was LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. But you look at it, you know, you, you look at that first Boston super team. Yes, you had KG. Yes, you had uh, you had uh, an aging Ray Allen, but you also had Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. You look at that Miami team. Yes, you had LeBron. Yes, you had Chris Bosh. But you also had D. Wade, who you drafted. Mm-hmm. Was that team built around D. Wade? I think D. Wade. 
I th- does that team win without D Wade? That's that's come on. You, you you know what you just did there. Why you know what you just did? What did there. I just do there? You, you, what did I just does, do there? Does Milwaukee? You said do they win without D Wade? Do does they win without D Wade? Does Milwaukee win without Drew Holiday? That's not the. No, that's not that's that's apples and oranges. No, it's that's not. Like, no, yes no, it is. Yes, and it I'm, is. I'm, apples oh, and apples. You say apples and apples. Oh, and, do they win without Giannis? But there's a reason I went Drew Holiday mm-hmm. because that team was not built around Drew Holiday at all. Okay, he yeah, was, I understand. He was not that. the star of the team. He was not that leader of the team. No, but, but Drew he, Holiday hold, wasn't. Hold, the, hold on, hold on. But he played a valuable enough role where you could say they couldn't win without him. So, so what? Hold on, because hear me out. Because what you did with D Wade was disingenuous in that you said, "Can would they have won without him?" and discounted the fact that the team was not built around him, which is the conversation we were having. There are a lot of players you could say a team couldn't win without, but they weren't that guy that the team was built around. So we got to have a consistent argument on this. I'm, I think that, but I, 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 I think that was consistent enough. But I, I'm sorry, you, you're not going to put. You, I understand what you are trying to say, but still, in in, in the end, you're still trying to put uh, Drew Holiday and D Wade in the same, you know, in that in, in the same category, and they're not. But nonetheless, when you look at that, when you look at that Miami team, when you look at that Miami team, the uh, a big part of that corner, a big part of that cornerstone was D Wade. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that the I don't Drew think Holiday that, was a big part think, of what happened in Milwaukee. But would you could you consider Milwaukee a super team? Does the, does the addition of when you look at when you look at the 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 super teams, and we'll talk about Boston, we'll talk about Miami, we can talk about uh, we could talk about Golden State bringing when they bring in uh, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Do you put Milwaukee up there with them because they got Drew Holiday? I mean, Drew Holiday was at one point an All Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. Was Drew Holiday an All Star with uh, New Orleans? He was an All Star with the Sixers. Was he an All Star with New Orleans? I don't because you're in the Western Conference with New Orleans. I don't know if he got to All Star game. None, nonetheless, does the acquisition of Drew Holiday is he? Does he make? Did he make? Uh, did he make that Milwaukee team a super team? Does he make them a super team? Yeah. Did does the when you're sitting there when when you when. Yes, I think it made I, them a championship team. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I understand that, but did that make them a super team? Does that does that acquisition does does the Drew Holiday Giannis? I have a question. And, How did we get to super teams? The, that was the whole point. No, it wasn't. The, yes, the, it was. The conversation. Yes, that was. You asked me a question. I'm JD. answering you a question. Hold on, I'm, I'm listening. You, I'm oh, answering I'm, your I'm, question. I'm, oh, hold on, because you're not. I'm because this started with you saying. That you believe we got to you need to build around homegrown players. Yes. Somehow yes. We, we we morph from that, and me disagreeing with you on that to you moving the goalpost to super team didn't move the goalpost. Goalpost is right where it's been the whole time. Goalpost hasn't moved. How has how has goalpost hasn't moved? The goalpost hasn't moved because the fact of the matter is you're not bringing in you're not bringing in James Harden to be the guy. The guy is Joel Embiid. 
The guy is the guy who has been the guy since you drafted him. Joel, this is not this is not going to be James Harden's team. This is Joel Embiid's team. And for the first time since uh, uh, James Harden was in OKC when it was Kevin Durant's team, he's not the guy. When he got to Houston, he was the guy. James Harden is good. James Harden is a superstar. James Harden is not, he's not the guy here in Philly. The guy is Joel Embiid. The guy is number 21. Okay. Here we and go. When I, let's, and when let's, I, let's, let's do it this way. Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. They built around Shaq. Mm-hmm. They built around Kareem. They built super teams around both of those guys. Neither one was homegrown. It's about getting the right guy. There are always going to be exceptions to the rule. There are always exceptions. Shaquille O'Neal is the no, no, no. You, you, you put something out. There. You're not going to sit here oh, and say no, no. Let me, let me finish. No, 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 hold on. Let me finish. Let me address what you said. 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 Go ahead. Okay. You brought you brought up the Lakers, didn't you? Yes or no? Yeah, I brought up the Lakers. You brought up the Lakers. You said you, you, you said the, the Lakers go so, yeah, you, you, so yes. Okay, team. okay. So let me so let me address it. Mm-hmm. Let me address it. Yes, Lakers built super teams around Kareem. Kareem's one of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. Built the super team around Shaq. Shaq's one of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's going to be. Of course, there's going to be exceptions to the rule. When did they uh, win I, another championship? No, let me finish. We're, let we're me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. JB, no. 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 We can't have this conversation with JB. No. We cannot have this conversation on disingenuous terms. It's not disingenuous. It's absolutely disingenuous. It's absolutely. It's not clear. It's not. And you know it. You absolutely know it. Because you're talking about, oh, what's the greatest? These are, I'm talking about the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. You shifted the goalpost to super team. Hold Didn't on. Shift the goalpost. J- JV, the point, JV, where did we start? Homegrown talent. Yes. Is a team with homegrown talent the same thing as a super team? No. Mm-hmm. You shifted it to super teams. No. We didn't start on super teams. You should. No, no, so, 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 can, so now, now that so, you I'm said that, can I, I'm not done no, yet. I, I'm not done <laughs> because you're I'm missing not, the no, point. You no, missed the point. So I'm not clearly. done. You missed the point. I let you go. go. You I'm not done. So here's where. So, so we went. From, we we went from homegrown talent, which we know is not the only way to win a championship. So you shifted it to super teams. We get the super teams, and now. When I bring up the Lakers, you say they have the best, one of the best players of all time. You don't have a super team unless you have one of the best players of all time. Name a super team that doesn't have one of the top five players of all time. Uh-oh. Name one. What, what sh- now, who now, 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 who, now who's shifting the argument? I'm, I didn't shift shifting, anything. Yes, you shifted, you the, shifted argument. the argument. Now, you, you shifted. I'm stopping shifting you from argument. shifting the argument. No, and I you're didn't shift the argument because it. you're sitting there. You, you've deflected so hard. What, what did I deflect? What did I deflect? What did you, uh, I've addressed every, every time, everything. Every time, every time, time, time you bring up a point, I address it. And you switch the <laughs> argument. I didn't switch the argument. Didn't switch it at all. You didn't switch the argument. Didn't switch it. No. 
then Get why aren't we still talking on. about homegrown talent? The, homegrown, the point of the, the point that I was trying to make, and I and, and the point that I was trying to make was by was that if you're going to build this team, I, I believe that it needs to be built around somebody that you it need. If you're going to build a team like this, it needs to be built around a homegrown talent. I think mm-hmm. that the fact that at this point now you're bringing in James Harden, you're not bringing in James Harden to bring to be the guy. You're mm-hmm. being you're bringing in James Harden to compliment Joel Embiid. The guy is the guy that you drafted. Mm-hmm. The guy is the guy that you drafted. Period. Point blank. This is not James Harden's team. We're not building this team around James Harden. We're building this team around Joel Embiid. How can we make this team better around Joel Embiid? Yes, the term. Yes, I I use the term super team, but the point wasn't about super teams. That wasn't me deflecting. That wasn't me changing, moving the goalposts. Goalposts. I, I need you to game. rewind this tape. Well, you can rewind whatever you want. You can rewind it whatever you want, bro. You can rewind it whatever you want, bro. I, I really need to listen is, to this one no, again. I can listen to it all I want. The fact of the matter is, I've been consistent. Whether you followed it or not, I have been consistent. The fact that I've been consistent, JV. bro. Uh, JV, all right. Now, now I let you have that run, son. So here's here's where we're gonna go, because <laughs> come on, bro. Because I, I let you have that. You went through that all this whole thing saying you've been consistent. Yeah, yeah, yes, because I have been. Because so, I have been. I mean, I understand. You let me so, have it. Because, stop, no, I mean, stop, it's not like you stop. let me have it. it I just there. let you. I just let you talk. <laughs> Come on. I, I, that would be first. I just let you talk. So we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. We started by you saying, we admittedly that you think you need to build around homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I still disagree with that. The moment I disagreed with that. You started saying something about super teams. Rewind it back. That's not what I did. That, that's exactly what you did. Please, re- please rewind that. Re- rewind this and listen to it when we're done. Okay, I, I, I will. Because that's exactly I, where where it shifted. I, and I said you moved the goalpost. I immediately said you moved the goalpost. Didn't move did. the goalpost. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you said then. I called. I called it immediately. That was why I said you moved the goalpost. Please go back and listen to this one when we're done. I will. Because that oh, I mean, I will. That was absolutely I, 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 why I said you. Because I, I, I don't. Are you finished? Are Are you finished? I mean, can Cause I? Because you're, you're itching to. Because every time I, you want to keep running, and every time I say something, you want to be like, "Are you finished?" Are you? Finished? No, because no, no, because no, no, because you, you, you always. I am not finished. Okay, go ahead. Let's. You asked if I'm finished. No, I'm not finished. Okay, then then, then go ahead. Right, I am listening. Because here's the point. You can build a championship team if you get the right player. Right now, the difference is that guys who who are considered the right player rarely become available. That's the issue. If you get a guy who you think is the right player and is a championship piece, you're going to do everything you can to make him happy rather than let him go. That's why you'll see the trend. It's usually homegrown talent. It can be done other ways. The NBA, with the salary cap structure, makes it more incentivized for players to stay where they were drafted. 
unless you're in a small market and they you flat out know like John Morant in, in Memphis, they're not going to get free agents in Memphis to get me to a championship. So I've got to go somewhere else. That's, that can happen. That's what happened to Chris Paul. Chris Paul is good enough to build a win around. We see the effect Chris Paul has on teams. But he was never going to be the homegrown talent that did it playing for the Bobcats, Hornets, Pelicans, whoever they were at the time, because they were a small, small market team that was never going to get the talent. That's the way that it works in the NBA. It's not necessarily exclusively the homegrown talent. The Lakers' whole franchise model was bring in the best talent and build around them up until recently. Actually, not even up until recently, including recently. The only time they went away from that model was Kobe's last two championships. And everything around them was something, stuff they brought in. Kobe was the only homegrown piece on that team. I'm done now. Okay. You sure? I'm sure. Okay, all right. Just make, I'm just making sure because, I'm, I'm like, done now. because, oh, all right, oh, okay. I'm, I, I, I heard what you said. Didn't I? Doesn't mean that I changed, moved the goalposts because that's still a lie. But you know, I mean, it's whatever. I heard what you said. I, 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 I heard what you said. Nonetheless, I still, I, I still believe. And and once again, this is me saying. I believe that these teams will be built around. These teams need to be built around somebody you drafted. Are there exceptions? Yes. Am I? Is this the only way? No, because there's a reason why these general managers get paid millions, and I'm in my basement talking to you. <laughs> if I knew how to build a championship, you think I'd be in my basement talking about some other team's championship with you? I mean, you're a cool dude and all that. All your sports takes are wrong, especially when you disagree with me. Oh, now we now we really got to check the tapes. <laughs> we really got to check the tapes. Yeah. This gonna be see. This gonna be one of them shows where 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 where, where your boy James Lewis is gonna hit us up later. Like, are y'all guys good? Are you, are you two guys good? <laughs> I need to make sure that there's still gonna be a Josie and Brown with this show. When this oh, is of over. course there is. Of course, because somebody's got to be able to stand up to you, man. Somebody's got to be able to set you straight, and darn it, that's going to be me. I mean, look, if y'all like being wrong, that's cool. I, I, well, I, I, I've never tried it, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I figure at some point it's going to happen. I'm you you know all our shows are archived somewhere, right? Bro, I... Oh, I can't about I never tried it. We, we got the archive. This is the hard drive that all our shows are on right now. Yeah. Here it is right now. I, I got them. So you know you I mean, can't like, go around telling people you ain't never tried being wrong. Everyone watching this show on Facebook or, or Instagram, or not Instagram, excuse me, on YouTube can go to the shows. Mm-hmm. They right there. But nonetheless, oh, no, nonetheless, I, I this is what we got. Ben's gone. Harden is here. I think, and and, and let me ask you this: as as we kind of steer back into, oh, we got to get out of here. The, the topic, yeah. Before before we get out of here, you know, 
do you think this league is why? Do you think the NBA, as of right now, is wide open enough that this hardened trade makes them a championship contender? Are they a championship contender as the league is constructed right now? Contender, yes. With, this team could go seven games with Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Team could go seven games with the Warriors? That's a different matchup, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Nonetheless, you want to see them you want to see them bring in uh Drogic. You got to remember, I I I do want to. I would love to see him bring in Dragic, but see the thing is, when you're talking about can they go seven games or beat any of these other teams, the Sixers have a guy. Literally, no one in the league can defend. That's not James mm-hmm. Harden. That's Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. No, there's no one in the league that can guard a motivated, focused Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. And Joel Embiid has been motivated and focused all season long. Now, to go on top of that, you actually have a high skill level per- perimeter player, a guy who offensively can control the game from the perimeter and make Joel's job easy. When Joel gets himself in trouble is when he's trying to do too much of the perimeter type play, the guard play where he's trying to put the ball on the floor and do and he's required to do a lot of the playmaking because he hasn't had anybody on the team who was able to create their own shot at a high level except for two months with Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. put Jim, you put Jim, you put James Harden over Jimmy Butler? Offensively, absolutely. Defensively, of course, Butler's the better player. Mm-hmm. Offensively, Harden's the better player. Okay. So when talking that end of the court, yeah, it's Joel's never seen anything like this on that end of the court. If push comes to shove, Sixers don't come out the East. Who do you blame? Tobias Harris and Doc Rivers. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Jonesy and Brown. Oh, it's been fun. Oh, it's been lots of fun. It's been lots of fun. Ain't nothing. I will tell you this. Ain't nothing like a cup, a honey jack, and arguing mm. with my man. See, and, I knew and, you. I, I knew there had to be something in that cup for you to be giving these takes you giving tonight. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a cup of honey jack and arguing with my man Josie. When this whole pandemic thing is over, you can come back to the basement, man. We 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 gonna do this, man. Absolutely. We gonna do this, man. It, it, it's it, we, we one one of these days. We're gonna go. We're gonna go all out. We gonna have we we gonna have the drinks. We gonna have the cigars, and we just gonna sit out on the deck. You know, I throw something on the grill real quick, and we'll just set up two microphones with some drinks and some cigars and a good just meal, go and just go in, and just yeah. and just go in. That that that's going to be the show in itself. Open it up for a couple of our friends of the show to stop oh, by. Oh yes, sir. When this is all, when this when, when this whole mess is all over, that's how it's gonna be. Good brother, I love you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate oh, man. you. 
Always. Always a pleasure. Make sure you tell us what you think of today's show. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Jonesy and Brown. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. Download this podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search Best in the World Sports. And remember, one of these days we're gonna be back on uh we, we're gonna be back on the uh, uh the Lance J radio show. We're gonna take that over. Oh yeah, it's coming soon. It, it's coming soon. So Washington, DC. DC area, we your boys is coming. Y'all get yeah. ready. You tell you you tell anybody in the DMV that your boys Jonesy and Brown, we 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 on our way. We we coming mm-hmm. back to the DC area. But and I'm gonna be and, talking real crazy about the Cobra Commanders. I mean the Washington Washington Cobra. The Wash- I mean, oh, good, Washington oh, oh. Commanders. Now yes, I said I, I said I said earlier I'll, I'll try to be a little more you know I try to be a little more respectful with the smoke, but I got plenty of smoke for the for the what, what are they the the Commanders? The, the, yeah. Washington. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we got plenty of smoke for them. But in the meantime, y'all enjoy sports. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We we were going to talk about that this week. We were supposed to. We were supposed to, but then <laughs> then Simmons got happened. traded. We'll talk yeah. we'll we'll, we'll, re- we'll uh, recap the Super Bowl next week. Real quick, before uh-huh. we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Two seconds. Go ahead. Got it. Rams or Cincy? Uh uh, I, I, I'm going. I'm Rams. going Cincy. Oh, oh okay. I'm All right, we, we, Cincy. You're going Cincy. Mm-hmm. Guess I'm going Rams, but I I'm, I am telling you, proof or no proof, archives or no archives. If Cincy wins, I'm saying I called it all along next week. I, I you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. I, I'd say I was inebriated. No, no. <laughs> But nonetheless, y'all, y'all have a great weekend. That is Mike Jones. I'm John Brown. We'll check you guys out next week. You feel this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best of the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.